When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody hey this is a pretty good start we got six people we got tristan ready to roll we got the likes coming in from facebook what's going on right guess i gotta i actually tweeted out today when we were gonna go live it seems to be working so far um hey everybody how you doing wait that's how do we open the show hi everybody welcome to wait how do we do that Welcome to episode uh, 224 of Red Wings Rant, where Giant rates in a fashion, please. For your Detroit Red Wings, finally have a home. All right. Um, Mike, we had uh, we had a doozy. I gotta I gotta call you out. You said the impossible. The impossible, Mike. Impossible. Which one? Impossible this season would be the Detroit Red Wings catching the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> and the fight for Shane Wright. Not that, you know, I know we've all lost uh, all of our excitement for Shane Wright over the last year, but um, there's there's got to be a catchy way to say it. So that's what we're doing. But, Mike, we did it. Mike, I picked, actually. I, I, said, I said the Red Wings were going to blow it. They're going to get two juicy wins against Ottawa. Um, but, I, yeah, I've been calling out for the last couple of weeks. We could still catch Ottawa with all those games left. And lo and behold, Mike, two stinkers in a row. <laughs> Holy mackerel. I'm telling you. Woo. Um, was that two, or both games? I had to, I, I wasn't sure if I just didn't refresh my screen. It was two five to two five. bare butt spankings. <laughs> five to two bare butt spankings. Mike, that puts us. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. I, I got all excited because I said uh, <laughs> we almost caught up to Arizona's goal differential we have but we're at negative 71 arizona's at negative 74 but i forgot about montreal who who is they've got this locked that's good to go montreal negative 84 another 10 goals on arizona well i don't know man give it time you know a couple more of these 11 to 2 bombers come out you know we got a shot we're coming Um, um tristan coming in here with our first segment of the show um this offseason, we'll see Stevie Y revamp this team. I so hope we get Ben Myers next week. 
Uh, Ketzel, what's going on? Best lines ever. Put to paper today. Ketzel's a huge fan of seeing Ernie on the first line. Uh, performance art. What's up, my man? Igor coming in the off season. Wow. Well, you know, I bet he might make some time tonight to do it too. Uh, Chewy, what's going on, my man? <laughs> Two first time hat tricks in a row. That's that, that, uh, that's coming from Ketzel again. Um, yeah, that's, that's quite a feat, Mike. Um, it's, it's impressive, you know, like you can't set out to do that. So that's, uh, that's one for the history books for the wingdings. Uh, 10 hat tricks, I believe allowed so far this season. Oh, incredible. <laughs> incredible um, dedication by this team. Six total. I think first time hat tricks, they flashed it today. So this is just me trying to jog my memory of how many different bars we're on the Luckily that, chart that, that they showed. Uh, that team consistency all year of giving up first-time hat tricks. Uh, the monkeys in the van had the stat ready to go just in case it happened again. And by God, it happened again. Incredible. Now, I I will say, because I, I give folks a hard time, because I, I do talk about the players need to motivate themselves. Um, yeah. But the, the strategy comes from the coaching, right? Um, you'd think at or some point. strategy. Yeah. What was that? Or lack of strategy. Right. I was going to say, you'd think at some point they'd, they'd create a strategy locking down whatever rookie is. No. Our strategy right hasn't now had their is head. to hit the ice with our pants around our ankles and just get bare butt spanked uh, for 60 minutes. And uh, Chewie's got us uh, on lockdown here. Six first-timers. Thanks, Chewie. appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, just, just a lot of negative coming out, but I, I want to come back to Tristan's first comment. Uh, Cause we'll, we'll get into the negative, but I think we can, I don't know, start with something kind of fun. Uh, so we'll get to meet Ben Myers here in a second. Um, oh, this says I lost connection. Can you hear me? My man. Yeah, I can hear you. My I man. I hate that. I just called you my man. All no right. problem. I'm, oh boy. Jobin. I do that at work a lot because they don't know what a loser I am. So I'm still kind of like, I said dude the other day and that really caught everybody off guard because they're like, whoa, that's not cool. Nobody says dude. Anyway. Uh, wait, um, I say dude. Damn it. Okay. I say dude all the time. That's why it slipped. All right. Ben Myers. Tristan mentioned it. But yeah, this is, uh, I think this is in reference. There's a 21 on the screen for all you YouTube viewers. Uh, the 21 is in reference to 32 Thoughts uh, from our boy Elliot Friedman. Detroit, Minnesota, and Philadelphia are believed to be among the heaviest pursuers for free agent Ben Myers at the University of Minnesota. Still got a Frozen Four to play through. Now, Mike, um, actually, this is probably a good time to look up what that Frozen Four schedule looks like. But I'm pretty sure it ends on the 9th uh, off the top of my head. I could be wrong. Um... We'll look this up. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. April 9th at 8 o'clock will be the end. So by uh, April 10th, maybe we'll have uh, an announcement of Ben Myers making his way over. Uh, ben Myers, Mike, let's let's take a peek. Um, not not your biggest boy. Five foot eleven, shoots left, uh, plays some center, left wing. Um, oh, what a great job I did. Blocking out uh, my stats here, so I can't even read them. Uh, give me one sec here. There so here's go. what he's doing for Minnesota right now. Yeah. 41 points in 33 games <clears throat> as the captain of your 
Minnesota Gophers. Uh, actually, alternate captain last year as well, 28 points in 31 games. This is... My God. Matt, can you imagine? So he did, he did pretty well as an alternate. And then he did even better as a captain. Yeah. Imagine if he were the Detroit Red Wings grand poobah, how many stats <laughs> this guy could put together. Clearly the difference, man. Guy's the limit. Um, I mean, yeah, this is not a bad state to come out of either. Uh, so you see uh, some pretty good performances in high school. But, again, we're talking about a kid who grew up in Minnesota. So we can actually talk about high school stats, and they matter. Woohoo! Um, but, yeah, Ben Myers having a hell of uh, having a hell of a year. And this is just something I, I think, uh, to Tristan's point, like we, we could get this offseason started early. Um, but we can also like this, this also might hurt quite a bit as we get rolling here, because this is the one where I think we're watching these games, everything. It's, it's just pain. It's just this, this burning just, uh, fire on, on the side of my face. Um, as I know that clue. line, but I forget what that's from. It's from clue. It's, uh, oh, wow. White at the end of the week. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I mean, these games hurt. So we're looking for something. And I, I think this would be a great way to start our, our off season early. And Ben's having, he's having himself a pretty good life so far. I was going to say a good year, but I mean, <laughs> you look at a guy who performs that well at a Minnesota high school, clearly there's a reason why he made it to the university of Minnesota as well. Uh, Mike, can I also point to uh, 23 years old? This is a guy, uh, we don't have to worry about playing this game of, uh, oh, he's going to get drafted, then he's going to go play in the NCAA. This this boy's cooked. He's ready to go. Let's take that sucker out of the oven and put him on the ice in Little Caesars Arena. I, I This is exciting. I, I got to say. You know what? That uh, I like that analogy. That dough is ready to go. Let's put some Little Caesars sauce, mozzarella, and pepperonis on him and get him out there. Hell yeah. But, uh, man, I, I don't know how excited to really get about Ben Myers. Um, Taking a look here, looks like he was born in Minnesota. Okay, looks Have we like he went to yet? college in Minnesota. Oh come on! And That's one of the thing. teams pursuing him is Minnesota. Okay, Red Wings have oh, I know sixty-one saying. points here uh, through sixty-nine <laughs> games, or you could go to Minnesota where we got eighty-nine points in sixty-seven games. Where is he gonna go? Hmm. Hmm. So I, I just, I don't want to rain on the parade too much, no. but I'm just saying, you know. I know. I'm just saying, with all due respect, I mean, why wouldn't he go to Minnesota? <laughs> I don't know. We're we're going we're gonna to tease somebody out later that's actually from Michigan. That'll be our Elias Pedersen of the summer. So an RFA we'd Ooh. like to target and overpay oh, and cross hmm. our fingers on. Uh, I, I discovered him today. I shouldn't say I discovered him. I, I realize that's the guy I want to I want to have fun with this summer. We're not going to say who it is yet. We thought uh, we'd tease it out today. Um, and the whole reason I teased it out is because he's from Michigan. Uh, so, Mike, you're making good points here because I base all my hockey future transactions, all the, the futures market is based off of uh, either a coach they played for, a player they were on a line with, or, uh, you know, what state did they grow up in? So, uh, Ben, Ben not crossing off any of those boxes uh, for Blashel or doesn't know Steve and uh, shoot from uh, from Minnesota. So, if you uh, don't if you don't have it handy, that's OK. But why is he not draft eligible? Well, see, this is this is one of our good boys that's going to come straight from the NCAA. He just did not he didn't get drafted 
I'm I'm going to guess there wasn't enough there for him to get drafted. I, I wouldn't say not draft eligible. He's eligible to be signed in the NHL. Is that? Yeah, that, that works. Um, yeah, just it, it almost feels like our best chance to get him would be to draft him because I'm pretty yeah, sure I, he's going to Minnesota. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is one of those situations where he was drafted maybe in the past. So nothing like that I saw on Elite Prospects. But, yeah, I mean, this this is going to be – I mean, we've seen this. We see this every year. Um, these are these are our good boys who, who get a good uh, face on ESPN while they're playing through the Frozen Four. And uh, they show off a little bit, and then they get themselves a little bit of moolah. Yeah, I mean, uh, based on the stats, I, I, you know, you wouldn't be sad if the Red Wings signed him. I, I'd be very surprised if we did. But uh, you know, just kind of see how that, that pans out. Um, you know, the promise here is probably going to be, you know, ice time. And you're going to get to showcase yourself, yeah. um, and then be able to get a big contract. But you know, the alternative is going to Minnesota and maybe winning a Stanley Cup in your first or second year, and then cashing in afterwards. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing anything like. Um... Contract expired. All of his news here is about him just be uh, becoming a, a, a free agent uh, out of the NCAA market. Uh, so much like uh, much like our beloved left side defenseman, um, Kaiser. Kaiser. We'll give uh, we'll give Derek Hand uh, the credit there for the good reminder. Um, but yeah, how we pick up DDK. Hopefully, yeah. uh, that's not a sign of things to come. I mean, maybe one or two good years won't hurt. <laughs> We didn't hate the Kaiser from the get-go. Yeah, I remember being super impressed. Uh, I I remember combing through all the highlights and seeing all the, like, the way that he would play the puck when he first came aboard. We were all so impressed with his ability to, like, stretch to, like, this. It's like he had the wingspan of a pterodactyl to, like, just get the stick down onto the puck wherever. I I, I remember falling in love hard with Danny DeKaiser. So this, this is still, let's get excited. Um. Oh, and Tristan, Tristan's throwing shade though. Nah, not Danny DeKaiser. He wasn't that great in college. <sighs> um, well, uh, I think as far as having eyeballs on him, that would be, I think that would be a similar story, right? Where it's like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind, you know, just a little fresh blood and Ben Myers, you know, you're not used to five to two losses to the Ottawa Senators yet. So maybe we could find a, a role for you here. And it's not like we're, oozing center prospects so come on down uh fleece to throw in more salt in the wound uh the wild might get him because next season they'll be in cap hell and they need an affordable guy uh so that's where we beat him by the way are we sure that's not one of our burner accounts (laughs) fleece my heiser plan (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, that's that's a great point. But also, hey, we why don't we just bet him out of the market? We'll overpay on Ben. We'll see what happens. Let's roll the dice. Let's keep it moving. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I still at least there's some exciting news. This will be a good test to see what uh, what the Iser plan is capable of. Right? Can you steal a Ben Myers from Minnesota? Right? Like what conversations are going on right now? Because Minnesota obviously closer to a Stanley Cup than we are right now. But what sell job is Steve able to do to bring a Minnesota homegrown boy to Detroit? Be impressive if it happens. Uh, Jared throwed out there, hockey database has crap on Ben Myers. So don't head on over there. Um, 
Chewie thrown out there. He's he's a big fan of the the scouts. So if if we bring him along, and this is this is Chewie's point in the long form here, we 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 know we know they've done their homework. We know this is a, a good boy to be excited about. Um, Mike, should we move on? Let's move on. All right, uh, Mike. I have a new friend to introduce. He arrived. In oh the God, Madison. we're not introducing a puppet to the show, are we? Oh my God, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Like a Henrik Sederberg puppet. <laughs> uh, almost. <laughs> uh, he, I, I pulled him down. I bought him. I pulled him down from the old shrine here. Uh, Mike, from Mercari itself, the stick needs some glue on it. That's probably how I was able to pick him up. But uh, Pavel Datsuk dropped from uh, $36 down to 18 bucks, And he is now... Gonna be a front. He's gonna have a front row seat to every episode of Red Wings rant going forward. But I, I thought when he started that, because the stick is uh, loose, I thought Pavel Datsuk bobblehead dropped from a third floor office building, and uh, I got him on discount here. I got him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great, man. Yeah. Welcome uh... addition to the team here. We'll put him right there. I just want to have one of those moments, like. Uh couple years from now where i'm like i remember i thought that, that was, at least it was, was the, the stick, stick and it that wasn't was... the head <laughs> all right well the... we're gonna get some glue we'll get this fixed well he doesn't play anymore matt he doesn't yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need the stick anymore my old dad suit bobblehead was destroyed on my last move. you know what i bet if you put a golf club in there it would stay in <laughs> same thing should I color it? Should I do like, uh, you know, like when you've got like those little Dungeons and Dragons dolls, like I'm going to oh yeah, cut off the little end here and... You know those big magnifying glasses? Chrome. Yeah, exactly. You like that guy at Toy Story 2 putting Woody back together? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or like in uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin, I am going to make your hockey stick a golf club. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I'm going to make your grape pants blue. Or no, he's making his blue pants silver. Boom. Yeah. That is a 40-year-old line right there. Boom. <clears throat> All right. Uh, ben Myers moving on. Uh, oh, Tristan did want to throw in there. Ben Myers is very highly touted. Guy I wanted to. Wilmer Skoog, six-foot-three centerman who pulls off a Michigan goal. Oh. Um, you know we like those on this show. Give me yeah. secrets. I just – isn't that just – that's going to become a regular thing, right? Like – Michigan like I, goals? I mean, lacrosse Michigan goals? Because yeah. Zegras did another one. Um, I don't know if he saw it the other day. It was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, and then he got in a little scuffle, and then uh, I, I got to hear the uh, the announcers for the other team after the scuffle were like, see, you got to do a Michigan goal. you got to get your butt kicked. And it's like, wow, you're an adult who has a job to talk, and you just said that. Anyway, uh, biggest best point here. Uh, plays with Master Simone, uh, so I, I'm I'm all about that. Um, I think I do like playing that game. I always like it when it's played in football. You know, you got like a backup quarterback. You sign one of their uh, wide receivers they played with in college, so there's some chemistry that can be built on like the practice squad. I, I always thought that worked. Now I don't want to <coughs> kind of poo-poo uh, what would be going on in the Red Wings development system, but uh, play that game. Let's see what happens. We've got our Guelph Storm line that goes off, so. Uh, Let's build the Master Simone <laughs> development line. <laughs> I'm on board. Like all right, it. Eric's here. What's going on, Eric? Good to have you. Uh, all right, Jared. 
threw in there. Thought it was going to be a Datsuk puppet. Very close. He says, you know, what, Jared, Jared, we probably should not it? talk about it because we're probably one more mention of it for Matt making his own Datsuk puppet. So <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, Ketzel, nice steal. Appreciate it. So here, here's the thing, Mike. If you favorite something on Mercari, uh, when they dropped the price, I got I got the notification on my phone that it was like cut in half. It was like yeah. eight, I think thirty six to eighteen. Um, so I jumped on that like the second I saw it. But Mercari doesn't mention that like all the shipping and stuff like that still that <laughs> ended up being like eighteen plus like $5.99 for shipping plus like $4.99 for handling. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, just get it here. I don't care how you handle it. <laughs> Take $5. I'll off. come and get it. Obviously you're in Michigan. Uh, Antonio, cool bobblehead. Thank you, my man. Um, Jared wants to make sure we don't ask the puppet too many questions once it does arrive. Uh, English probably might not be too good. Whew. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I will do a pretty good job of a Datsuk impression, uh, but he will be fluent. Oh. You uh, can make this really fun and make an Ovechkin puppet, and then you could pretend to be Putin. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh boy. Um, yeah, we're right, trying to get so canceled over here. Right. Just try trying our best here uh, to make this our last episode. Mike, speaking of Pavel Datsuk, let's get into these Ottawa Senator highlights. Cool. There were highlights? Yeah, there's there's a couple. Okay, about sixty minutes. Some there there had to be a few moments of of laps from the senators. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was close to the end. Let's not let's not ignore two empty net goals. Make it five to two. Let's 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 not give the Sens too much credit here. It was three to. I'm two. just saying, like a close game with the senators means you're not close to being a real NHL team. Okay, that. Yes, I will. Two different arguments. That. I know that's my favorite thing to do is do two different arguments on you, Matt. But thank you, I appreciate it. No, no I problem. mean what I stumble so so often that you get an opportunity to come up with what that second <laughs> note will be. Okay, uh, speaking of Pavel Datsuk, my terrible transition led us into that, but here he is, Mike Pavel Datsuk has returned and he switches jersey to twenty three. Interesting. Oh, the um, soul found a new vessel. Oh, look at that. Beautiful. We'll turn it's over there by Raymond. Yeah, can we can we also like we, we can't forget here that uh Lucas is doing this, bring it we, we do it for Cider all the time, but it's like he, he's not only just getting the puck away from Ottawa, he's I mean he's bringing it into the zone and getting us a nice clean entry. Like it's it's the little thing. So he does the exciting thing, but he, he also does the the basic thing. Like let's just get the puck in the zone and set up and see if we could score a freaking goal. Um I <laughs> I like the little things. I'm a huge fan of the little things. That's that's Raymond doing uh doing quite one, a few one, little things. One exciting thing and turning it into a, a pretty pretty fun thing. No, um, you're right, Matt, because it's not you know, that's something Cider does too. Um they will make the sizzle reel play, which is obvious to you know kind of keep track of, but you know, that aftermath where you're still able to control the play. Um, it's a little bit like, you know, you watch somebody in basketball block a shot out of bounds, which is cool, but then the other team still gets another opportunity to score. Whereas if you block it, keep it in possession, you get running down the floor. You know, that's kind of what we're getting out of cider and the point you're making with Raymond. So absolutely important. 
The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins as the action rolls on. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So uh, I am uh, I'm kind of pumping my own Twitter here, too. Uh, at BOD Hockey, Mike tweeted. Um, <laughs> oh, I love that feed. Yeah, what yeah, they have for us. Exactly. Uh, so this yeah. is going to be our highlight later in the game. I'm just now realizing that Raymond stole the puck from Formentin. Uh, now, this is... I, I'm going to guess is Formentin being... I'm going to say a little bitch uh, about getting just absolutely stone cold taken care of <laughs> on the ice by a rookie. And um, now this this was this was him coming back, right? This is this is apparently a legal play. Look, at, he's got his leg pushing down Lucas Raymond, so he can't get up if the play was to continue. And here it is, cross check in the back to end the play. Now Papa Larks comes aboard. You don't touch Sweet Baby Ray like that, little bitch. Um, but yeah, I I'm just now realizing that's who Raymond schooled in our replay before but like I, I i brought this together with you know saying i just realized this what what are we doing how is first of all how is nothing called there number one why is little bitch baby still on the ice after that and <coughs> i i'm sorry this makes me so angry that this stuff like these guys get away with this and and this is this is what rook has to do this is what our rookie has to do he has to take it. And why like his reaction is just like, all right, here we go again. Like, look at how he's just kind of like, all right, I'm gonna skate away on one knee. I know what's going on. I'm a rookie. I gotta take this. Why are we doing this? Why is this acceptable? I it's just game misconduct. Out for the game. There's five minutes, fifty-four seconds left. Boom. In ten minute game misconduct. We don't have to worry about this for the rest of the game. Well am I yeah, the only I mean- one? Oh no, I, I mean, if there's if there's no penalty called on that entire exchange, that's that falls on the officials for not, you know, taking control of the play. Um, I just we've seen it too many times, um, like irresponsible plays uh, by players, especially around the bench. Um, so I'd say the most egregious. I mean, the knee looks pretty bad, um, but pushing yeah, Larkin yeah. from the from behind, like cross checking him from behind with the bench open. We've seen it too many times. If he crashes into that head first, then what are we supposed to do? And can we not use uh, the piece of our body that has sharp knives attached to the end of it to hold somebody's arm down? <laughs> what the? F- what are we doing? Like, I, I honestly can't decide which one's worse. That he just gets to hold Lucas to the ground here. Or as we move forward. Now look at where the ref is, Mike. 
Do you? Oh, good. My mouse is on there. Yeah. Yeah, we have he's a visual right, on the mouse. He's right there. It's not even. He watch. Look, his head even turns. He watches it happen. And then he just I mean, goes, look how hey, close hey, Lucas is. Yeah. I mean, look how close Lucas is to going headfirst into the corner there in the boards. So it's. Yeah. I mean, I'm upset with the player, but I'm also kind of. Almost more upset with the officiating for for not making any that's, type of call for that. That's a good point. Um, I am I, I'm I'm mad at the player. I got to be mad at the game. And this is after like a week of the NHL doing their hey, go to our Instagram account. We have a fun quiz, and you could see how hard officiating is. All right, what what about right here was so hard? <laughs> I mean, start it. You could start that at the you know beginning of your clip. Yeah, just be like, all right, at what point here, how many penalties did you see? One, <laughs> that two. That should have been their stupid little Instagram game. Um, Chewy thrown in there. That's BS, no call. Um, Listen, this is hockey, all right? So I'm sure that at some point, Lucas probably, I don't know if he antagonized, but it, it built up to this, and we kind of see the last play of it. But I thought what we were trying to do was eliminate plays that could injure players for a long period of time. Um, you know, it's similar to something the NFL does where there's, you know, certain targeted hits that, you know, you can't even take X amount of steps before you run into somebody. Um, so plays along the boards that should just immediately be, you know, looked at for some sort of, uh, repercussions because that's not a hockey play. Right. Yeah. And, and there, there has to be, I don't know, there's gotta be some thought at the league office. We've got ESPN aboard. They can't get anybody's name right. But if you keep injuring everyone, and the guy who gets famous is the one who injures someone, and we can't get Lucas Raymond to stay on the ice because he's taking cross-checks to his, the back, and who knows when it becomes the back of his head, what, what are we doing? Come yeah. on. we got to keep the goal scorers, the playmakers. we got to keep those guys safe. I, I don't know. And there's all those stats out there, too, that show how often Connor McDavid like isn't um, – getting penalties called when he's on the ice and you guys, you can hate me for saying this, but he should be protected. He's Connor McDavid. You should be keeping him as safe as possible and seeing if he could put 300 goals in, in a season. And uh, there's the charts that exist out there that he doesn't, he doesn't get nearly as many calls as, you know, some fourth line guy from another team. So it just goes to show that it's more, it's more about the, um, the dance than it is about the game. It's more like, oh, well, I put my fourth line guy out there because he's the one who's supposed to pull in the penalty or get the penalty called. And then the ref goes, ah, I see you, coach. You put in your fourth line guy. That means I can finally call penalty. <laughs> it's just, it's so asinine. I'm getting so sick of this shit. Just, there's a ref right there watching a cross check. And he goes, oh, well, this isn't the time of game for me to call penalty. So sorry, Red Wings. Yeah. I don't know. You know, What's it's. A, uh, I can hear you. I got to turn off my space heater. I'm sweating bullets right now. No, you're fine. Um, I mean, these guys pregame, during the game, post game, players and coaches are held accountable. Um, I, it's never going to happen. So I don't even know why I'm I'm playing with this idea. But but items like this, it's kind of like you want to see the referee or the league be accountable and kind of answer for stuff <laughs> like. You know, in the post game. Uh, so what happened here? What happened here? What are we doing to make sure this doesn't happen again? Um, and it said it would be something handled behind closed doors, you know, uh, maybe at the end of the 
season where they'll take a look at, well, maybe we should, you know, look again at what's going on with players who are getting hit from behind when they're on their way to the boards or uh, on their way to the bench. But I don't know. We're never going to get, you know, an accountability buddy a bull segment, <laughs> you know, after the NHL games or, or you know, any game. We're not ever going to be talking to referees like that. But I, I just, it just feels irresponsible. Now, uh, Kessel threw out in the comments earlier, if you dead Suki had moves in this game, and I honestly completely forgot this happened, <laughs> but it was beautiful. And it had me tweeting, wow, uh, Rasmussen actually looks like a first rounder, um, which I will. I also have to mention, I, I thought it was lovely that um, I, that was actually interpreted a few times on Twitter that I said, He's a first rounder now. And I was just, no, it was just this one play. I got, I, this is still a good play, you know, but uh, <laughs> Rasmussen actually gets this started like two seconds before this clip starts. Um, I just had a, a <laughs> I had a 10 month old in my lap. So it was very difficult to steal replays <laughs> from Bally today. But uh, Rasmussen steals the puck, gets this play moving. Verana. Gets the puck back into Detroit's possession as it crosses the blue line. And now he's going to make space here for Rasmussen. Look at this sucker. He, like, honestly, at what second does he not look like he's about to fall forward because he's just such a bad skater? I mean, like right here, <laughs> this looks like, I mean, he's kneeing himself in the chest. But this right, like, it gets a little bit worse on this stride where this is where it's just kind of like, oh, God, here he goes. But I think... I think that at this second, so we are, uh, we'll just, we'll hit play from here, but I think he finally catches himself here, except that right leg looks like it's about to kick out his left leg. So <laughs> it's just, it's an absolute mess for Rasmussen, wow, but like he does a, stick. He does yeah, it looks like an old way. NHL video game glitch, the way his legs Whoa. were <laughs> And uh, I mean, you know, that's, that's why Rasmussen doesn't do this every game because he needs this amount of space. He need he needs to make that initial play to get all that space uh, because he he is a I don't know Mike we've been saying this our whole life uh, I don't know if any other family any other person I, has ever said the word Galumphus but he's a big old Galumphus he's he's a big man and uh, he's not graceful. <laughs> no, I I agree with the you know what he looks like is uh, he looks like Forrest Gump running the knee braces off. That's what he looks like on this play. Like he's running through his own ability to skate. He's yeah, like, like, no, uh, I will do this. Yeah. Like, That's all thrown out there. As graceful as a moose. Rasmussen has his little khaki shorts on and his blue plaid shirt. And he's just, he's running those iron braces off his knees. John H. <laughs> a giraffe on skate. It does look like that. If you've ever seen a giraffe run, it is a thousand percent. Looks like they're moving in slow motion. It's beautiful. Chewy, <laughs> Chewy's got it on lockdown. Bull in a china shop. <laughs> it looks like a Rasmussen in a china shop. Oh my now, god! Now, Jared, um, this is Mike. This is uh, genius level. I think assessment. Um, you give Rasmussen space, and if he doesn't know where his skates are going. How's the how's the goalie going to have any clue? So just Jared throws out there, goalie can't guess footwork if the forward doesn't have a clue. A either. thinking man strategy by Rasmussen. If his feet are in all different directions, goalies will have no idea what to do. So who do we give the credit here to? Is it Rasmussen or is it Verana knowing that that was going to be his second? Is that his second assist of the year? I don't know. Um... <laughs> I don't know, but I, I like this a lot. He's Seabiscuit running and skating in all different directions. 
Yeah, he's no he's no Miko Rantanen, uh Captain coming from Captain Sarge Man. It's, I mean, that's you know not a lot not a lot of folks are, but uh, you know what? Rasmus had used it again to his advantage. We we love to see it. Um, Mike, this this did have to be like a um, a highlight heavy show. We also have uh, a pretty good play here that uh, I'll get set up in a second, but. Uh, Let's, let's talk about this, Mike. Gustav Lindstrom had an amazing start. And I thought about this after he took a penalty and then the Senators immediately scored. Not, not great stats for Gustav since uh, the new year. Now, I did actually tweet out, so right underneath this, so this is a screenshot of, of uh, what I put out there earlier today. Right underneath this, at December 31st, he was number one on the team in expected goals for percentage. Um, or I should say, I'm sorry, number one defenseman on the team. So <clears throat> he was doing great in the beginning half of the season. We didn't let anybody go a single episode without us reminding them. Uh, but um, it is it has steadily gone downhill. Mike, I don't know how much we can really dissect this by just kind of acknowledging that you could. You, this is this is also passing the eyeball test. I think we've seen a lot more clunky play. Uh, from good stuff as the season has rolled on. But someone pointed out to me, Mike, is it fair? I'm sorry. They made an assessment. I'm going to ask you if it's fair. Their assessment, this is the Jeff Blaschel effect. Mike, fair? The Jeff Blaschel effect. You know, when we were a 500 team, it wasn't the Jeff Blaschel effect. It's only when we started losing that it's the Jeff Blaschel effect. Um... I, I don't I don't I don't know if we're ready for another uh thirty minute debate on when <laughs> Blashell should get fired. But I mean an argument could very easily be made here, um after two straight five to two defeats um uh, at the hands of the buzzsaw up in Ottawa, Canada, uh that is the Senators. Um but I'm I'm yeah. not ready to flash for uh for Lindstrom. Um I, I'm ready to blame, you know, maybe Lindstrom for Lindstrom. Um well, I feel like he's been getting a, a little a little bit more of an opportunity, right? Feels like people kind of saw um how well he performed in the first half and you know, since that new year, it felt like he kind of had more opportunities and kind of you know, see the proof of the pudding there, Matt. Hasn't hasn't been outstanding. Well, let's let's run through these numbers. Um every season through Gustav's career, the most Amount of games before this year that he's played mm-hmm. is 48. 2016-17. Um, the Almatuna Al- Al- IS. 48 games, 9 points. Mike, after that, 39 games, 40 games. Then he had uh, 16 games and 45 games in 2019-20. Uh, so I guess, actually, yeah, that's, that's it right there. That's your... That's your 61 games. Sorry. That's one season. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. Um, but still, this is still a lot of games on the, on the, at the pro level, at the, uh, I mean, I should say at the NHL level, since we consider the AHL as pros too. Anyways, um, th- this is your 50 games in the NHL. I think clearly the same way that we've gone about kind of giving Ned the nod, saying this has been a lot of work. I think the same can be said for Gus. I think he had a great start to the season. I think we didn't ask a lot of him, and we asked a little bit more 
as he continued to get more and more minutes and probably getting more and more tired. So I'm going to say I'm not panicking here. I think this is probably an indication of a little too much work for a guy that we're not expecting to be Nicholas Lidstrom. He's just going to be Gustav Lindstrom. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't have to expect the world out of him. We don't need to push him. Uh, and he hasn't been pushed like Cider, but uh, the game-wise, I mean, he's been there. 50 games. That's that's quite a bit for a young lad. So, that's where I'm going to land. I think it's pretty fair to have that assessment at this point for any of these guys. That uh, the, the rookie season is rough. And uh, we came in expecting, like, a huge dip for cider and raymond and you could make the argument a couple of times this season we saw a significant dip in production from those two at certain points but i think this is this is more what it looks like when you're talking about a dip this is this is falling off a cliff a little bit here as he's kind of turned into our least effective defenseman from a chances perspective that being said i'm okay with it just uh i thought it was worth the conversation for a little bit here but uh yeah i you know the other kind of weird thing too is he's uh i mean the red wings as a team are in a horrible stretch uh you know goes without saying but just looking at lindstrom's last 10 games uh we've won let's we can all go he would go back 11 when he had his only goal this season um we've won one game in the last 11 that lindstrom has played in um so it's not like he's, you know, if the onus is on him, he's not, you know, right. somebody that we count on, uh, you know, like be our top producer or anything, but I, you know, he's not really making a, a positive influence. Um, and he, he was definitely out there for some really rough stretches. Um, like the famed, uh, Phoenix, uh, I still call him Phoenix, the coyotes game. He was a, a minus five in that bad boy. So ah, he's, uh, yeah, he's had some rough stretches. Boy. Um, but I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the whole team's kind of been like that. I, I don't know if we necessarily want to, you know, pick on him too much because the whole team's kind of been in a lull. But I think, I think the, I don't know, kind of to put a pin in this is just, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to expect a lot out of Gustav, I guess. I feel like when you, we've given him a lot of time, we've given him some games and it hasn't really been like a huge positive factor. So, I mean, this is a, this is a replaceable player. Um, especially with the offseason, thankfully only a few games away. Now, um, we have, man, we, we've missed quite a few comments here. So we, we got to jump oh, yeah, in. Throw them in. We got to grab a couple of them here. Um, Joey wants to know how Verana didn't make it on the first line today. Um, I, and I, I saw Jared was, was answering him here. Uh, I, I think it's about spreading out the talent amongst the lines. Um, and we did see, we did still get some uh, some production from uh, from our first line. I think this is this is probably a good transition to get into that. Our 29th of the season uh, from Mr. D Boss himself. They uh, of course are running so low on content. They ran the D Boss video again today. Um, <clears throat> we do have to point out too. This is actually heroic getting this play started uh, as we roll through here. So I will say. It wasn't the absolute worst thing in the world that the lines were kind of mixed up a little bit. Also, let's keep in mind too, I know I'm getting like the fight online that, you know, players don't actually tank. Well, Mike, a team can still try to tank <laughs> with the lineup. So <laughs> there's still that aspect of it. Like, oh, we don't want to score too many goals. We got to hold back a little bit. Um, so, I mean, 
that might be the case that these players will never give up. But, um, I mean, as Joey points out, you have an opportunity to kind of put in a monster line together on the first line, and uh, we're not taking advantage of it because we'd rather score two goals in a game, Mike. That's way more important to spread out the offense and let's, let's not let Rana sniff four goals again. Let's let's keep it at two, a nice safe two goals. Um, and we do actually have a nice little table uh, we can look at from uh, Jay Fresh updated his uh, war tables for the teams. Uh, we can go over that in a second, but I mean, yeah, I, I, Jared, you may, you're making the right call. Like that is correct. That's what we're doing. I just don't know if that's the right call for a team that can't find a win right now and can only get two goals against the Ottawa Senators. I, we asked for it before Verona was healthy. Just, just give him as many I, minutes as possible. And I don't know. I it's kind of, I, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I prefer to see more minutes for Verona and watch him play with Lucas and Larkin. Right. But I don't think that the answer um, to our lack of scoring uh, to this team's production, it's not a player or a combination of players that is currently employed by the Red Wings. So it just, for me, feels kind of like Blash was like, well, goddamn, if I put everybody, if I put my only scores all on one line, um, you know, if the Senators roll out their defensive guys against them, then essentially I have four lines not scoring. So maybe if I spread these guys out just a little bit, uh, there'll be an outside shot of somebody not on my first line getting a goal. So I... I don't want to. I don't want to necessarily be a huge Blashill defender, but it's just like this team is in such a you know tailspin. Uh, we absolutely cannot miss anybody depth wise because you can see you know what happens. I want to see it, but it's like there's there's so many extra like goal scoring spots we got to fill this offseason. It's it's kind of like I I kind of I can kind of see why Blashill would do it. I would probably you know have a, a few more instances with, with Verona up top, but. You know, this team is not playing with the with the full hand, so it's it's kind of tough. I will say that I'm just playing devil's advocate. That's all I'm doing. So we, uh, Jay Fresh again put out his new war tables for uh, per team. Now <clears throat> he doesn't watch every team. That first line right there, Mike. That is uh, ranking ranked fourth in the league. If you can see it, uh, if you guys are watching on YouTube, I pulled up Jay Fresh's by team even strength wins above replacement rankings. So Red Wings overall ranked twenty fourth. Forwards were twenty first. Defensemen were twenty eighth. Goaltending twenty first. Our backup goaltenders thirty uh, first in the league. Just in the, for that one's for performance art. So you can break this down. You can look at our left wings, our centers, our right wings. Um, it is funny that our, our right side D ranked 11th in the league, Mike. Uh, left side D, 32nd. That's right. Where, where's the problem? Um, there's there's a big one. Uh, bottom six for our entire team, whatever, whoever they are, whenever they're out there, 31st. But, Mike, that first line. What, what number Not is good, that? Not good, Bob. It's, it's uh, four. It's four. It's very good. One. I'm still yeah, focused on the left uh, defenseman there at 32. Oh, that's, yeah, uh, yeah. Not yeah good. that one's not good. But yeah, uh, you head down three rows on Jay Fresh's list here. Red Wings, number four. Could have the number four first line in the NHL. And now I mentioned he doesn't watch every game. 
He doesn't know every team. That's because, Mike, this is a first line built on Verana, Larkin, and Raymond. To Jay Fresh, he thought it was a no-brainer that those three guys would be playing together. Production-wise, taking the individual and putting them together to create a super-duper line. Uh, there's the potential, statistically. So there might be some reason to do it. But again, if you go down the list, line two, line three, and line four are just going to do absolute dog crap. So to my point, line one might be fun. To Mike's point and to Jared's point, what else he got? <laughs> just crossing your fingers at that point that something else works. But I don't think that's anything to sneeze at, that you'd have a top four line in, in the NHL. A top four first line. <laughs> I got to say that right, statistically speaking. I, I think that's uh, I think that's first of all, pretty neat to point out. Uh, I just want to throw that out there. It is possible for us to have at least one dominant line on this team. And damn it all to hell, that left side defenseman on the first pairing is going to screw us over anyway. They'll just turn over the puck. So maybe that's the point. But um, yeah, I thought uh, I thought that was worth mentioning. It just kind of felt like organically we were going to be coming to this table thanks to uh, our little conversation on Verano. Should he be on the first line or not? Should he get every minute possible or not? And I'm oh, losing power yeah. here. No, it's... Yeah, I mean, um, that's just kind of a bummer because it. I guess it makes me, you know, feel that we're a little bit further away than we thought. But, you know, it's just the pessimism kicking in because this team is not quite playing it, you know, 100% effort. Um, so, well, let me do this. Before we lost Fabry, we had, we had a line that at least looked like it had chemistry. They got a lot of production right away. Then it kind of waned. But that Guelph Storm line was looking pretty hot. And that's right when we started our conversation of throwing Verana on the first line. And if I could direct your attention for everyone on YouTube, this table that we're talking about where the Red Wings are, have a, a first line that would have been ranked fourth in the league based on individual production and throwing them together as a, a, a monster, a beast line. Uh, the, on the bottom right corner here, it does call out this is a three-year weighted player stats projection. So we've seen Verana continue to produce. We're seeing Larkin in like his career year. And Raymond is impressing, right? No matter, it's just, if the production wanes, he's still doing a lot of good. Like we saw in like turning the puck over today and getting the puck in the zone. Like he's doing the right things that way. If you could have combined this, I'm going to do air quotes for all the podcast listeners. Now, you know, I'm doing this. <laughs> a first line that would have been ranked fourth in the league. And that second line when the Guelph storm was really ticking. Yeah. Which is what I initially wanted. I will say that. That's probably me just still defending my own take. That's probably 90% of me bringing this up. But that would have been, that's a formidable opponent. Right? Yeah. And I think what we did was we, we put Verona on the third line when we still had Fabry around. And we made the choice that Guelph Storm's doing okay. First line, I can't, oh, right. We put Nemistikov up there, I think. From, I don't know. Maybe it's Ernie again. But anyway, it's just nothing. Nothing's really made me that. Not like it. It also doesn't excite us, right? It's not exciting to see Ernie on the first line. It's not fun. It's an easy pick. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, the shine is definitely off uh, the Ernie piece there. Uh, I think when you see him on the first line, 
that for me is basically waving the white flag. We're not going to win this game. <laughs> that's that's how big of a, a drop off that is for me. Um, yeah, it's it's like I'll just change the channel when you see that. So now, performance art thrown out there. He thinks Verana needs to improve in other aspects of his game, and it's a minute uh, mi- minutes management. Uh, still, it's minutes management. Still, um, Ace is on board with that take. So the, you, you guys think uh, Verana not entirely ready to go, so we're, we're keeping him down on that third line. That's fine. I guess I'm still going to come back to that argument of when Verana gets those opportunities, like when he was on the second line, and he gets that open shot. You, you don't need to keep him out there forever. You could still control his minutes, but make his time on ice with the with the best guys on the team. I, I don't know. I... I, I will never say I've never poo-pooed the Blashel blender. I say blend away. It's clearly this team can't get it together. Uh, so, yeah, give give Verana, start the game. Verana, first line. And then, you got to pull him off? That's fine. He gets pulled off. No biggie. Hey, blend nobody's going to complain about getting pulled off. <laughs> Piece of garbage. <laughs> All right, I think I'm all out of highlights because we uh, we showed everything on there. So uh, the only thing we have left, Mike, is uh, SHL playoffs are underway. So uh, we wrap up that five to two loss to Ottawa. More sad faces, but Mike, we've got uh, I think we've got Elmer Soderblom's uh, first SHL playoff goal, and then uh, Simon Edmondson uh, helping wrap up a double OT game. I almost said in overtime, uh, double OT game with the assist. So let's let's check out our Boris Soderblom. Uh, first SHL playoff goal. I uh, you got to end these episodes with some sort of prospect news because uh, it just gets too depressing. I mean, here we are <laughs> arguing about this soon to be last place team, yeah, uh, and who should be on the first line so that we can get more than two goals uh, and. Uh, and, and it's, such, it's just depressing to have that realization. But uh, we can play this game. Yes. We steal from Ice Hockey Gifts, of course. Thank you very much. Who steals from Seymour TV? So it's fine. Uh, but Soderblom's going to be finished the sucker off right there. Boom. Wow. And uh, we'll pull forward a little bit here. But now, <clears throat> when we do these, we overanalyze, right? Uh, that's what we're about to do. So let's play. Okay. Stop moving. Jesus, Pete. Stupid video all right now we can't really pull too much away from this because this is a beautiful pass but what you do need soderblom to be able to do is keep up with this play and he's able to do that i think we uh mike were we talking about one of our glumphuses uh, earlier in the show that uh struggles to skate not, in any yeah, way not minutes form? ago yeah mr samuelson <laughs> so that's something to look forward to uh because this is this is about i'm gonna say I'm going to say speed and I'm, for podcasters and air quotes, uh, but it's speed and awareness. So it's, it's, it's to say somebody's using speed doesn't necessarily mean they're the fastest in the game, but it, it's being aware when to turn on the jets. Uh, so that combination here is what's going to help put this away. And um, I mean, again, that's your six foot eight boy putting that in a lot of that right there. He's getting that position based off that big old body. Uh, so as long as that puck can get to his stick, he's going to be able to push that defender off him and he's going to be able to make the play that he wants to play. I, I just, again, 
most of that is that beautiful pass. But if you got to pull something away from Soderblom, and no, this isn't just a good pass. This is the unique ability the Red Wings will have when they're passing to Soderblom. Uh, if he can continue to work, get bigger, you know, he's going to be going up against bigger defenders. But you mean stronger, not even taller. Stronger. I'm just going to say uh, bigger, stronger, also faster. If he has another uh, spurt, he gets up to 7'6". Right. So if he can get that big. Um but yeah, I, I, just just to continue the, the thought. No, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I'm being tongue in cheek, but absolutely. No, I, I mean, keeping I up with the play, um, stride for stride. Obviously, we're not used to seeing that since we have Samuelson. Um, you know, being able to keep his his GD puck on the ice uh, to accept that beautiful pass, and that's still scoring at a tough there. angle. Still <laughs> scoring at a tough angle there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, impressive okay. stuff that makes you feel optimistic about um, our soon to be unicorn. Well, don't wrap it up, because I still never got my thought out. Uh, oh, that was your thought. You're welcome. Oh, all right. No, go ahead, man. No, moving on. <laughs> oh, now I'm pulling up Verizon. All right. Well, now I had to close the window. <laughs> oh, you're getting an ad? Beautiful. Huh? Are you getting an ad popping up? No, it's uh, it's an old uh, Harvard business case. It's I know. It's... So mm. I have them saved as my bookmarks. They're from school. I've never removed them as a bookmark. Oh, oh gotcha. All right. Yeah, let's keep shaking our bacon here, Matt. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, here, here's our boy, Simon Edmondson, of course. Now, Soderblom, if we uh, gave our quick critique, or our uh, estimation, prediction, uh, I can confidently say we're not going to see Soderblom in the lineup next year. I think it's just exciting. He's progressing again. Six round pick. What do you expect from a six round pick now? See, you, here's you our go first ahead and say pick. that. You go ahead and say that. I'm going to be pie in the sky hopeful. Uh, somehow he makes his way over here. <laughs> oh, let's mute this sucker before we hit play. Um, I'm going to confess, Mike, for all of our YouTubers that are watching this highlight with us. Um, I forget where Simon comes in. There's Simon. He's number seven. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't watched this since this morning. Um, so this is our double OT win for Frolunda. Um, but you can see Simon's going to get the pass here. Oh, ah, I'm trying to pause it. Come back. Uh, so he's getting the, uh, can I call it a second step pass here before we put the goal away for our double OT? Now, this is just, it's an easy play, I think, at this point because of how uh, how they get to set this up. This this does this is a power play, right? I see four guys. Yeah, okay, Ferlanda's got five. So you've got your power play here. Uh, Edmondson, um, I, I would say pretty unique setup here. Uh, of course, the ice is, is set up differently over in the SHL. Uh, one of the things we always talk about for how the transition is going to go from uh, moving from the SHL to the North American game. So maybe that's why this power play just looks so odd to me from <laughs> this vantage point. But for the podcast listeners, Edmondson's just set up right between the two circles. Um, again, coming in as a left side defenseman, um, and he's he's right in between. I mean, <laughs> right at the top of those circles. So he's not quarterbacking it like we always see uh, Cider. Again, a lot of things that play into that size of the ice. But I, I just think a lot of this too is is the moving puck as well. But anyway, uh, just trying to paint this picture for you, podcast listeners. Evanson is really just able to use. Uh, so this is again, how do we make this unique? How do we talk about Edmondson with this play? Well, it's right here. This is where uh, for the YouTubers, I can say right here for the podcast listeners, Edmondson is now making his pass 
uh, to, I don't know, some nameless guy that I don't care about who's about <laughs> to score the game-winning goal. But what he's using here is his own length to make this pass because there is the penalty kill for the uh, the opponent. I don't care who they are. Uh, that they're, They have an outstretched stick. They're going to try and stop this pass, but Edmondson has that ability to use his, his... I mean, look, think about the strength to get this pass over when he's also stretching out his own body and arms just to make sure that the defender will not knock this puck away. And um, should, should mention too, he's got to have a lot of confidence to do this because if the defender does tap this and you see where the forward is moving towards the net right now, Mike, that, that's possibly a two-on-one going the other way for the opponent. So Edmondson has a lot of confidence in his body and his own motion to make this play, which is good. You need confidence. We like that. Uh, it's, it's kind of risky again, because uh, that could have easily gone the other way. Uh, but again, it's it's him knowing his own body. It's him knowing the plays, being aware of the forward coming in late. And uh, Ferlanda is going to walk away with the power play goal and the victory in double overtime. Matt, um, I do have one question for you on that play. Um, can you get the replay back to just where we had Edmondson in the, between the two circles? Yeah, I was I was wondering if we were going to get a close-up uh, at the end here. How's, how's, how's this? Boom. McDonald's pants. Hey, McDonald's getting the brand out there. Good for them. Um, Matt, my one question is why wasn't Edmondson shooting on this play? If you're between the circles, um, you kind of have a a little bit of space there. And instead you take kind of a, whoo, a pass that, you know, you you said had, had some confidence behind it, but back up to the other one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's see what's going on here. Because uh, that, that's a good question. Um, Mike, we talk about confidence? You're right. What a bust of a pick. He had all the space <laughs> in the world to shoot that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you make that, he made that pass and luckily it went in. But, I mean, that kind of let uh, the whole defense kind of, like, reset up. So, luckily, it was just, like, a, a great shot there um, as the guy uh, moved in. But... I mean, Edmondson's in between the circles with the puck. Um, would have been a good opportunity to, you know, maybe fire one in there. Can I point out, too, this actually isn't a power play. There's a guy, there's this glove right there. So this is five on five. Um, so because <laughs> here's the funny thing. I was going to say maybe it's a set play for the power play, but that's that's it right there. There's a fifth defender in the corner. He's back into the to the right. Um <laughs> So I, yeah, I don't know, Mike. How do you want to? How do you want to uh, critique this? Because this wins. Man, time Orlando to. wins the game on this uh, assist, Mike. But you're here to tell us this it's time been a to cut ties. Yep, we got to move on from Edmondson <laughs> on this game-winning assist. <laughs> um. Yeah, I hate that you pointed this out. I was so psyched. He made about... a. He made a really skilled play. Was it the smartest play? <laughs> But luckily it went in, and sometimes it's like me to win a game in overtime. I don't want to say it wasn't a smart play because clearly, like we just like he is he is making the play to the guy who's rushing to the net, right? So that guy is going to have a better shot in a second here. So we can talk about maybe Edmondson's awareness to know that this guy's coming. <laughs> He's coming coming in, in hot. But um, yeah, it is. I I don't know. This is. Like we could make, uh, we're joking here. Like some of this is like tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's it's tongue in cheek. I mean, they, but, he made the, he made a winning play. But he but... is 
He is in a primo spot. Right he's now. in a great he's right happy zone. The goddamn yeah. circles, and he's going to pass the puck. I mean, <laughs> guys, is this what you really want from your future left side defenseman? He's no, shot. sir. Yeah. <laughs> now this is why we're the thirty-second left uh, side defense team in the whole NHL. Place like this, we've got a Zadina that will fire the puck at a guy who's already in a blocked formation laid out in front of him. They'll just slam it right into his side. But Edmondson got a wide open. Lane, right down between the circles. And he's like, no, I'm going to pass it. All right. All joking aside, so I think we're getting uh, real responses here. <laughs> got two games coming up this week, Mike. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, we got to do Tristan a favor here. Uh, just for some of oh, you guys to Newhook. keep an eye out. Yeah. Uh, Alex Newhook was who Tristan mentioned as we signed off in the last episode. Just someone to keep an eye on because, and I think this is probably the most important piece, Newhook's contract, and he's a first-round pick, former 15th overall. Um, Mike, look at that projected war percentage. It's pretty nice. Uh, 69%, of course. His contract, and he's having a, he's having a pretty nice year. Uh, his contract and Nathan McKinnon's contract coming up at the same time. So there, there's, your, there's your pickle. For the Avalanche, uh, as they will eventually not have as wonderful as a of a salary situation as they have had uh, these last few years, because really bottomed out on Nathan McKinnon, there, <laughs> their franchise player, uh, gave a big middle finger to and said, We're, "We'd rather this team was more affordable." Um, any whoozles. <laughs> I always feel bad for Nathan on that one, but um, yeah, Nathan's gonna get a pay raise, and some of it might even be. You owe me this <laughs> for these last couple of years. Yeah. But uh, that's where New Hook comes into play. And can Steve make a play on New Hook? Because, uh, again, this is a guy who uh, you can take a look at some of these numbers. This is some of the stuff I took a deep dive on. It's even strength offense at 22%. Kind of poo poo, but starts in the defensive zone 60% of the time, Mike. So my man is not out there to score goals. Uh, but he's still. He's still coming away with pretty good results. Uh, his goals per 60 percentage, uh, the top half of the league. So he's at 66% right now. So this, this is a guy that when he's on the ice, his line is actually performing well enough to put goals on the back of the net. Uh, but he's not asked to do that. He starts in the defensive zone. So, um, again, this is more or less uh, Tristan threw it out there. He wanted us to do this in the last episode. He did it as like the our parting comment uh is the last thing he threw out there so i did want to throw this out there good good idea from tristan uh we hadn't really talked about the nathan mckinnon thing but i think that's where it really comes into play because uh, nathan's going to be getting a big payday and colorado can't keep everybody it's how every winning franchise moves forward they uh, eventually have to lose some of the guys that are in that middle six or the bottom six and uh, sometimes they can make a bigger difference for someone else yeah so can we make no. that play? Absolutely. But uh, so would 31 other teams is the unfortunate part because <laughs> it, it does look pretty juicy right now. 20 years old. Um, I mean, right now his contract is like uh, the 750 uh, minimum. So, yeah, this is, this is somebody I think the rest of the, li- the league is, should be keeping their eye on too. But, yeah, um, um, yeah I, I think that's all we wanted to do here. Uh, but, Mike, we got two games coming up this week. We got Boston. I actually did this right this time. I switched it up so that the uh, I did Winnipeg. Ver- oh wait. Oh shoot. Did I do that wrong? Wait. If Winnipeg. 
is first thing trite. They're home. Yeah, because they'd be at Detroit. Okay, I did do that right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> math is so hard, you guys. Uh, all right, so we have Boston coming up first. They're coming to Detroit. Mike, quite the birdwars row here. Uh, we take a look at the team-by-team breakdown, or I should say the, the head-to-head breakdown. Uh, yeah. we, we've looked at these before from Jay Fresh. It gives us, again, to remind everybody uh, who has yeah. the advantage between yeah. five on five goals for expected goals, power play goals, who could finish better, goaltending, defense, all that stuff thrown together, Mike. Do you remember when we were ahead <laughs> of Boston in the standings just for a little while? And then we fell behind and we're like, well, I, I know they have a couple, you know, a couple games in hand, but, uh, you know, we're, we're still doing okay. Matt, just take a guess point wise, the disparity between the Red Wings and Boston. Just ballpark it. Ooh. 20, say like 25. Wow, that is a pretty good guess. Uh, we are 30 points behind Boston. Oh, okay. A wild turnaround here. Yeah. That's <laughs> what happens with those losing streaks. Dramatic. We also had like eight yeah. games in hand on Boston when we were above them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's kind of But, um, uh, um, I don't know if I, I see us really coming off the schneid against a hungry Boston team um, still trying to make moves in the standings, uh, which are feasible. Um, I mean, they could easily get all the way up to, like, the number three seed with just, you know, a couple more wins because um, they're only, uh, you know, a couple points back. So I, I'm terrified for our poor Red Wings who have nothing to play for and are playing like they have nothing to play for. Are playing like they don't give a shit. How about that? Let's just make it vulgar and easier to explain. Man, um, give me Boston six, Red Wings. Uh, we'll get three. How about that? Ooh. Um, I'm gonna blow this sucker up again. Uh, yeah. I do. I do like the six. It sounds pretty good. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take one. I think we're gonna get one goal. I swear. One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like I like six to one. Um, yeah, I, I mean, ultimately we're looking at a couple of blowouts here. It's not it's not getting any better. Um, then uh, we're heading on over to Winnipeg. Uh, of course, we'll we'll be without because it's in Winnipeg. We'll be without Tyler, so it'll be a very similar looking roster that uh, we saw today. <sighs> so a Canadian team with a better goaltender. Uh, give me one goal for the Red Wings, Matt. Give me. Uh, <laughs> Four to one. Okay, that's that's a good pick. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm in the, I'm in that same realm. This this will be, we'll say we'll say plus two in favor of Winnipeg. Um, no matter what happens Ooh. here, okay. can I say without empty net goals? Can I say it'll be plus two. Oh, um, I don't know if um, DraftKings recognizes it like that. Do they? No, I'm just I'm just asking if you will allow me. Oh yeah, if you want to do that, um, I'm just saying if you're if you're playing uh, gold differential for gambling, uh, I, it, this. Oh it's, yeah, you got to include the uh, you got to include the whole thing there. Yeah. That's why uh, hockey's so hard to bet on because you've got all those empty net goals at the end there. Uh, performance art, four to nothing Jets. Chewy, he's got two going in for the Wings. Um, I hope he means sure. goals total and not wins, right? Oh man. Um, <laughs> I think he means Chewy. goals total. Yeah, Chewy. Chewy 
I think he's going wins. I think he's got us beating Boston and Winnipeg. Woo! I, uh, oh, I missed this one. Performance art, three to two Boston. I don't know. That's kind of an underperformance from Boston. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> he's picking a terrible game by the Bruins. Now, when we see Boston, we'll see a demonstration of Mike. When you put all of your best guys on the first line, and clearly they have more depth, but um, it would be fun if this was the game where we put Verona on the first line to see. Red Wings looked at Boston and they said, you know what? Not for us. <laughs> We're taking this a different direction. So so many people are typing away right now. They're furious. <laughs> <laughs> um, McAvoy hat trick from John H. John, now that Ooh. is a prediction. I, I love to yeah. see that. That is a hell of a way to look at I think we should tweet that on. one. I like that one. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going... Um, Who's gonna get uh, the hat trick for Winnipeg? I'm gonna. Uh, I'm not looking this up. Jesus, what the fuck am I doing? All right, that's, that's um, a man's bet right there. Who's getting yeah. the hat trick this week? Yeah, John, if you go to DraftKings and place that bet, let us know on Twitter because I'll. I'll How join many games you. do we have this week? Is it just two? Uh, two until our next episode. Okay, we've got back to back Tuesday and Wednesday, and then uh, we've got Saturday. Um, I think we might have Sunday off. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll get we'll, it confirmed. We'll, yeah. So uh, a couple of games Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we close out the week Saturday against the Blue Jackets. So under twenty-two. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough. Um, I think I would take the under for twenty-two, but man, what an interesting bet. I think we need to start having side bets on here. How many goals we give up in a week? I like that idea. So, yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday, Boston, Wednesday, Winnipeg, Saturday, the Blue Jackets. Um, three games. Fine. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Captain Serge. Well That's really I mean, hard to do. We are one of those games. All right, we'll come back to Sarge on Wednesday. After after Bruins put up twelve, <laughs> we'll give him an opportunity to rescind. <laughs> it's 10 goals 10 goals still so, from Winnipeg just, uh, and, and the Blue Jackets Mike before I, we get away from his point too so um, when we lost <laughs> to Ottawa on Friday that was five yeah. um in the previous games we gave up five we gave up a five spot to the Rangers so that's 10 and you got 11 to the Penguins that's 21 that's only a three game week Matt so now we got a four game week can we do it can we give up 22 goals Oh, wait, are we, we're including, oh, so you're going Sunday. To, I'm doing a Sunday to Saturday. Okay, so we've already got five. Okay, I'm sorry. That's what I was missing. Um, I was really confused. Yeah. All right. So 17 goals in three games. Yeah, we can, we, I'm, I'm going to do it. We'll keep it under 20. <laughs> the boys are in the locker room. Yeah, we can do it. That's <laughs> all Jeff's asking for at this point. We just see a couple of those uh, infamous uh, pull your goalie, pull your goalies, uh, where we switch goalies two or three times. That's all. That's all we need. Oh, Eric's letting me know. Pasta's playing on the second line, so yeah, I, I got it wrong on my favorite team. Oh, see, the Red Wings are like, all right, we get that. You know, we we like to split it up a little bit. We're just <laughs> like the Bruins. <laughs> that's Blashill in the press conference. We are exactly, um, we are one and the same. So I think it's uh, it's about time to sail off into the sunset. Uh, we've got two more losses coming up this week. We had that good news from the SHL. It's definitely uh, 
we should have done the games first. We'll, we'll learn. We're, we're going to learn as we move forward here. We do all the, the Simon Edmondson, Elmer Soderblom. Mike, I, I also encourage you to head to the comments where everybody was mad at us for, <laughs> if you, if you're a podcast listener, very the comments, just scathing. We're, we're letting us know that Simon Edmondson made the right play. Guys, we're, it was tongue in cheek. It was tongue in cheek. He made a game winning, overtime winning yeah, play. Uh, not complaining about. <laughs> I want you guys to remember those quotes, though, when he does pass it up in between the circles to somebody skating in from the blue line. See, now you can't play NHL. that game. No, you're not allowed to say I'm it's doing both sides cheek. of my mouth, Matt. You know what? That's you can't say it's tongue in cheek and then also tell everybody, oh, I'm going to save my I'm own. I'm saving those receipts just, just, in just in case. Just in case. I'm right. keeping those receipts. All right, just real quick. Chewy's got 18 goals for the rest of the week. I'm remembering these. Chewy, 18. Um, all right, this is awful. Was it Captain Sarge? I'm sorry. That was under 22. Shoot. Yeah, I, th I think it was Sarge. Yeah. I'm sorry, Sarge, if this was you or whoever it was. No, yep, Captain Sarge. He said under 22. All right, Sarge's got 22. Chewy's got 18. Maybe we'll play a game with that. Who's ever closer? <laughs> you guys don't know. I can do whatever I want. All right. Yeah. Ace Fishing, last comment of the show. Every other team transitioned to playoff mode. We forgot to. Yeah. It's, our, it's, it's what we do. Oh, no, that's not true. We did transition into playoff mode. We're used to not playing in the playoff mode. Oh. So we just, nice. oh, we'll just turn this right off. Woo. Time to go golfing. All right. Well, last one. Performance starts at 19. Uh, oh, and Jared. Jared does throw out there. Always make sure to end that. <laughs> Over, under, goals given up in a week. I love it. All right, last one, Eric. 16. Oh, a conservative 16. Oh, the defensive stalwarts in Detroit like that pick. Woo! Jared's playing blackjack. He's got 21. All right, we're sailing off now. Uh, if you guys want to comment your numbers, we'll, we'll keep track of them. How's that sound? Whoever's closest... I don't know. You got to tune in to the next episode. It's going to happen. We'll hook you up with something. Yeah. Something yeah. small. I'll do it. You know what? Let's just we'll announce it right now. Throw it in the comments. Whoever nails it, first person to nail it. We'll do it like the, the Red Wings doing their who's going to score first. First person <laughs> who posts. We're counting the comments in the live show. And then we'll, anybody who posts after that, you know, you're after the live comments. But, uh, you know. You'll win a t-shirt, whoever nails it. We'll throw that out. All right, Chewie's out. Eric's out. They're gone. All right, All right see you guys. guys. Eric's at 33. 33! My He's God, you're a madman. 33 <laughs> goals. See you guys later. <laughs> Bye.